Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. From a land far, far away where success is a long shot, and the struggle really is real. Comes a voice from the depths of the concrete, the bowels of the BX, a voice that can't be silenced. Here to share his positivity. Welcome to the Hope of the Hood Podcast. Oh man, this is going to be a fun episode. Uh, this is the Hope of the Hood Podcast, as you all know, that press play on the motherfucking podcast. Um, This is the, I guess, the last recording of the year and the first recording of the year because we're recording it before the year is over. You're going to hear it the first day of the fucking year. And I was going to have a guest, but I thought, you know what? It's a fucking, we're talking about a whole year. What the fuck do you need a guest for? Like, you get the guest in the next year. They, They didn't make the final cut, you know? So this is a, this is the episode about reflection, new beginnings, uh, triumphs, downs, ups. Feels like you got a lot of ups this year. Oh yeah, a lot more ups than downs, and I hope, hopefully, that is the same for everybody listening or moving forward. We're recording today from a very special location. Usually, you know us from recording at the Acast Studios, or sometimes we fool you like we're at Acast, but we're really in Dan's fucking bedroom <laughs> recording. You know, we don't really mention that. We try to keep that under wraps. But today we're in like. A fucking dope studio by one of my good, good, good friends, like a real friend, not just someone you say is your friend, someone that you can call uh, or you can hit up when you're going through some shit and they're actually there on the other line and they're present. And um, my friends have built a studio, which is amazing. If you follow the Blunt Club, you know this is where we record the Blunt Club. This is the first Hope of the Hood podcast that we're recording in the Remember to Be Happy studio, that's R2BH Studios, um, with 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 uh, Becky Rodriguez. Say what's up, Becky. Hey, guys. We got my man Angel Rodriguez. He's a silent assassin. He don't talk much, but just know he's he's here for business. He's not here fucking around. Thank you so much for letting us record here. You're always welcome. This is like the best vibe ever and i just want to say like you really outdid yourself if you guys see you guys will see pictures of the studio um if you want to if you want to record here just know it's 10 million dollars an hour (laughs) so you know don't fucking you know this is a family thing you know what i mean this is not to tell not to tell them what you're doing but i already know it's a vibe you know what i mean like i feel special just being here yeah we're nurturing you that's what i'm saying like angels here you here you got we got the sapporos Mm-hmm. Got chips and salsa. We got chips and salsa. And these is not even the regular, the starchy shit. Like, this is the dark skin. These shits look like my complexion. You feel me? <laughs> Natural, bro. They want us to live and to remember to be happy. It's like, remember to be happy, also remember to be healthy. <laughs> so, this episode, like I mentioned, we're going to just be recapping the year. 
talking about the highlights, the lowlights, and uh, everything in between. Uh, Dan, Yo. how was your year, man? What was what any? Let's talk. What were your highlights? It's been a fucking year. I mean, I went on my first flight in my life at 29 years old. Oh, that was quite a feat. What What took you so long to take a flight? My mother was afraid of flying, so no family vacation oh, so were your allowed mo- to be flown. So your mom was scared of flying, and she passed down that she bad habit. To, she used to fly, and then she had me, and she became afraid of flying. That's why you be acting afraid of shit. I got that gene. Damn, that's crazy. But I went on my first flight for work, and it was fucking dope. Did you, did you, did you like, throw up or anything? Did you have to use the barf bag? No. Um, my crew, I was so I went for work, and my crew at work... They got me drunk so I would not be nervous for the flight. Would you pass out on the no, plane? No, I was awake the whole time. They just got me drunk enough where I didn't even care where we were. Oh, I was so like, you had the liquid courage. Oh, like, I had the liquid courage. And on the way back, opposite. You didn't drink? I didn't. I was hungover. Was uh-huh. not the best experience on the way back. Did you shit yourself? No. Just a little nervous. Just a little Well, also I got pulled by TSA. Why? What happened? They thought you had. I forgot drugs. a. Wa- I left a water bottle in my backpack and I forgot. Oh, I thought they thought you had drugs. And I thought that I was gonna fine. miss the flight with everybody. So yeah. So that was the highlight. What was the low light of your year? Uh. If you had I any. I had some, but I don't feel like mentioning. No, you got a fucking. This is the 2017 wrap up. Year in review, hope of the hood. We got our closest friends in the building, man. You the fucking co-pilot of this shit. I would, well, my low was that I lost some work, but mm. in losing that work, I gained work with producing this podcast and working with you. So it's really not a low, it's a high. Mm. And Blunt Club, and Blunt Club. He just remembered to be happy. He was about to be negative. <laughs> I really am happy here. He was about to be <laughs> negative, but he remembered to be happy. This might be the most comfortable Hope of the Hood I've ever done. Wow. I concur because we never really. Great, yeah, we never, but we never get the buddy, buddy love going, you know. True, true. They don't let you. But it's still, no, it's still a vibe. It's still a great vibe to have whatever. Very professional. Yeah. I mean, this is very professional. What about you, Becky? Talk, talk about your highs, man, because a lot of people don't know who Becky is. You know, a lot of people don't know, like, can I just say I know you from Brogan Comedy initially. That's when I first saw you. And then I saw, I met you. And then, but like, you know, when you don't realize someone's there every week until that you're like, oh shit, we're all here every week. What the fuck? Yeah, that's how I started in comedy. I went there for four years, five years. That's, yeah, that's crazy. So did you, Dan, did you know her for five? Because you've been going there you know for a funny? long time. You know what's funny? We both, all three of us, we were at the show, but we never became friends until, I feel like until I really moved to Brooklyn when I was staying later, because before that I was living in Westchester and I was living in Harlem, so I couldn't stay late at the bar because I always had to try and get all the way across back to Manhattan and then uptown. Well, a couple years in, I realized uh, I wasn't going to get anywhere unless we were smoking weed after. So I just started bringing it, and then I became friends with all of you. <laughs> yeah, you know how many times Becky be like, everybody be like, oh, man, what are we going to do? Then Becky comes through the door like, Poof, get off me. <laughs> she got her fucking stainless steel. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-rolls, popping. 
But so, but hold on. So you started out photographer, so, but right now you working with the Legion of Skanks. You 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 beat out a bunch of people that was trying to intern at a Legion of Skanks podcast this year. So this is your first year working with the Legion of Skanks podcast. Am I correct? That's true. Everything happened all at the same time. Like, um, I don't know. I started getting so tender about broken. Hold on real quick. Sorry. Mm-hmm. When did you start? When did you? So you've been going to Broken for five years. When did you start shooting Broken? Just about to tell you that. Okay. So for some reason, I had my camera on me and Becky saw and she was like, oh, just show me a picture. And she really liked it. Mm-hmm. And like the feedback was so instantaneous when I started sharing mm. I'm so shy about that sort of thing, and most of my stuff that I've shot I've never shared, but what I have um, has snowballed so quickly that, uh, yeah, I don't even know. Like, there's so many highlights, I wouldn't even know where to start. But why do you think, like, so, but, like, what, give me the first highlight of the year, like, the first thing that you was like, because I'm, I'm, don't think I'm not asking you these questions because I'm not going to tell you my shit. I'm trying to get like, you know, Dan Dan's being a little he not he don't want to let us in. Right. I but feel like, like I said a lot though. You did, but you didn't. So, fast forward to Becky. Mm-hmm. Cuz I see I see and I have my own thoughts about things. Like I got thoughts about what you do, like even just your books, your 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 doodlings. Yeah. Like those are books. Those is like those is fucking published books. Yeah, even I've, if you don't even, even see it like that. That has been so surprising cuz I get you know me like I cannot stop doing things with my hands. So mm. if I'm not photographing anymore, I need to be doing something. And I hate when people are on their phones and I fucking love drawing. So I just keep a notebook on me all the time. And honestly, comics love drawing too. We all have these like... I've been seeing you've been collabing with people. Yeah, and it's so fun because like people will gravitate to you if they enjoy that sort of thing. And mm. then you just automatically get a good vibe around you all the time but would you say it's from a vibe because i feel like you just got a vibe that we i think we briefly spoke about this at the stand the other night where where we were kind of like it's not even necessarily how good you are in something like as far as a service rendered um more than it's about like like how you make people feel absolutely like what kind of feeling do you have what's the vibe like what like, Becky, whenever I see you, you're fucking happy, dude. Like, you're always chilling. And I always feel like I feel good. Like, I feel like I could be fucked up and be like, yo, Becky, what's up? And then you'd be like, you know. But it's never like, it's never like, oh, man, you got problems? I got problems. Like, she's never like that type of person that's like, want to one up, one up you with pain. Like, but it's still like, it feels good. And um, And I know that that's a gravitational thing. So it's like to see you at Broken. Mm-hmm. Right, all all of these all of these months, and before I even got there, because I've only been there for like maybe seven months, yeah. seven or maybe eight months. Yeah, but I mean, you've been popping in there for years. I mean, I've been yeah, I've been there for a couple years, or maybe a year and a half or something. Not yeah. that long, but but to see you and then to see you parlay it into Legion of Skanks, which is a huge fucking deal i don't know if you realize uh, yeah, oh where there's, there's there's like i don't i don't know hundreds of thousands of fucking people that fuck with it totally and it's just like you know what that was you, i feel like you this win. is all so i feel like it's all so 
not lucky because there is there's definitely this has all been strategic but Mm. um the second show that i ever went to was denny's monthly at the standing room and i had i had no idea there were other comedy clubs like that was your second show you ever went to outside of what show Outside of Matchless, like I, I oh, went shit. to Matchless for almost four years before I even considered going to other comedy clubs. That's crazy. Yeah, I just didn't even know. I didn't know you guys would want me to go. I didn't know if it was weird. Like what? Because I love comedy, and I like I would definitely think about Matchless for the whole week. I just didn't know that I could get more of it. But obviously, like comedy becomes a problem for people that like it in the sense that like you need more. Yeah, all of my friends, like the dude that got the the piffery, you know, Young Wavis, he's a fucking comedy nerd oh my fan. God. Dan, he's a fucking nerd. You're a fucking nerd. Yeah, like, yeah. these all are the people that's like, I don't really fuck with comic books, but I fuck with comedians and I fuck with comedy. So it's like the people that are into that, you find that thing that's like, I gravitate to the purist. Like, these, I would consider you guys purist. I would consider you guys like... If anybody gave me their criticism on what's going on, if I don't know who they are, I know the people that's really there. So if you told me, yo, boom, this motherfucker's popping. Mm-hmm. But Dan, is he's kind of nice sometimes. He's nice on the people that's not really popping. So I'm going to say, like, yeah. if you tell me, like, yo, this motherfucker's popping, I'm going to be like, yo, she sees it every fucking night. She's around it all the time. So... You know, or this person, whoever's around it all the time. So it's a different level of respect. So even to see you come in, like back to what I'm saying, see you as a photographer. I only know you from, and at first I didn't even know you was the photographer. I didn't know. I just knew you were there and you were cool and we smoked and then we were just chilling. And then, and then I'm like, oh shit, you're the photographer. And then on top of that, your shit is hot and everybody fucks with you. And then on top of that, oh shit, now she's part of Legion of Skanks. And you beat out. It was a competition, right? Yeah, it was a four-week, four or five-week competition. What do you do there exactly? I do their Instagram. Okay. Usually, they want their intern to like cut the video clips and like do episode descriptions for all their online stuff. But they have um, Alex, the other intern, doing that. Mm. And then there's a few other guys, Luke and Mike, that set up the equipment with us. But Instagram, like, photographer was never a part of Gas Digital before I started competing with them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, it's grown so quickly. Like, three months, we doubled the uh, the followers. Because you came through and was like... Well, it was just, like, people appreciated it. It was the right fit, like, the right match. And, um, and you sure got a feeling. Like, when you see your photos, it'd be like... Yeah, that's a vibe. You like, oh, yeah. I feel that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Cause I like, I love it, and I think people can tell that I'm really like in love with the people that are making this art. Is it? Is it? You think? Is it just your creativity that makes it like you gravitate to that, and that gravitate to you? Do you think? Because even like, if you like, you said you get restless. Like you can't be if you're not shooting. You gotta draw. If you're not drawing, you gotta shoot yeah do you feel like that parallel makes you gravitate to it it's just it's everything i need like because i don't i don't think comedically but i fucking appreciate it so much like it relieves me of such an anxious burden in my mind Mm -hmm. and i want to be more like that because in the in the way that you say like you like to be around me because i make you happier and i'm chill 
like that is on purpose i like people that are like that like i want to be more like that all the time Mm -hmm. and uh and that's why i want to be around comedians because like i grew up so uptight like i had no idea you could be funny Mm. you know and Mm. like and interesting and say things in a different way every time and not bore the shit out of everyone when you're at dinner damn that's fucking interesting yeah I never really, I never really thought of that. Really? No. Oh. Well, I'm just a fan that can make photos that are good. But your shit's just flavor, though. It's I mean, a collaboration, though, because you guys let me in. And that's not, like, that's a... But that's like what Martha thing. Cooper did. And Charlie Ahern and those dudes did with graffiti back in the late 70s. They were the first people that picked up the cr- camera. Not saying you're the first person, but there is that niche. Like like I said, when your ear is to the, when your fingers on the pulse and like your ears to the street of things that are the next thing, if you can document those things before they happen, there's a lot of, I think, uh, there's a lot of staying power in that. That's like some shit that'll stay around for your fucking grand, your great great grandkids to be like, "Yo, my great great grandmother was doing some shit before everybody else could have did it, but they did it." You know what I'm saying? No matter how you really look at it right now. And then, but I'm the same way. But so, all right, your highlights. What would you say your highlights are? Where you at right now for the year 2017 wrap up year in review? Yeah, I mean it's always getting better, but like. I got to go to L.A. and, like, photograph the comedy store, the whole the whole thing. Oh, yeah, that shit was lit. I seen the pictures. Yeah. I mean. That was crazy. I didn't think I would get to do that for 10 years. So to get crazy. to do that within a couple of months was like, holy fuck. Um, but also intimidating mm-hmm. and awesome. Um, and you so got to like meet Joe Rogan? I didn't meet him, but I was in the same room as him, and he like talked to us and told us stories. You met? Did he talk to you? He was you in the like, circumferences? He talked to Lewis, and I was standing right beside him. He was talking to you too. <laughs> Come on, man. You went Come to Conan too, right? See how you be trying to be all humble? That's what I'm trying to make my people. But stop fucking that humble shit, man. You was out there with fucking Joe Rogan, man. Even if you didn't fucking smoke a blunt with him or pass him the blunt, you was there. You was right there. People is never even even close. It was very. Ma- I was very appreciative. It's very magical. I listened to Joe Rogan from the beginning. So Bert Kreischer. Like, Who else was there? Talk about it. Oh my God! Yes, of talk course. about it, man. I got to go to the man cave. Bert- when you was at the what's the man? I never even heard of the man cave. Bert Kreischer's man cave. You can see it like he streams his podcast on YouTube. Uh huh. And uh, it's a it's a gorgeous like cabin like room, and he sets up um, cameras and. There's a full bar of absolutely anything you could ever want. And what? we just got pissed drunk. And Get the fuck out they of podcasted here. with Savolcano for four and a half hours. I think wow. it was the wow. longest episode they ever put out because we were having so much fun. That's crazy. Yeah. It was everyone together? Yeah, all of us together, like on leather couches. Christine was there. <laughs> That's, That's what awesome. I'm talking about, B. That sounds amazing. Yeah, talking about and that sounds like it would be a quick four and a half hours, not like a long like it passed like nothing. It was so much fun. That's crazy, 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 crazy. Yeah. So you was in the building, L.A. style, L.A. confidential, Becky. (laughs) You went to Conan too, right? Keep it confidential. I went to Conan. Yeah, I got to sit in the audience and see Jay. uh, Jay who? 
Big J Okerson. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. you took pictures? No, 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 I just I sat there and I like I watched it. It was so cool. I'd never seen live TV before. Oh, really? Yeah. What did you think? The cue cards were fucking amazing for some reason that blew my mind. Uh, That every word has to... Like, I hear people say that every word has to be planned out for TV, but I really didn't realize that it was like down to the second, down to the syllable. That's crazy. You have to read the commas and everything. Um, Yeah, but but, uh, it was actually very um it lightened my load a little bit because i realized that it's the same as what we set up for skanks really it's a it's a desk or some sort of chairs and cameras just more expensive yeah but like we can all do we can all do that it's possible there's no magic difference other than money it's all common sense yeah it's all common sense but yeah. was it different being like in the like you're used to going to shows where it's like you just walk in and you hang out in the back to like them like them having an audience department that like goes up to you and tells you like rules of sitting there and stuff? Yeah, it was funny because it was I, different. Yeah, it was different. Um, but it's nice because I'm always looking for production notes. Like I I liked that when I walked into Conan's theater, they gave us a candy bar. Like what you kind? could just pick whatever you wanted out of a huge Oh, multiple basket. kinds? Yeah. Like the big kind or the bite-sized ones? They were bite-sized, but you could take a couple if you wanted. Nah, see, when you come, when I pop off, son, I'm giving motherfuckers heroes. <laughs> I'm giving motherfuckers submarine sandwiches. I'm giving them the motherfucking, the bite, the family-sized Snickers for the culture. <laughs> for, the, for the babies. Keeping my mouth shut. Say that. Yeah, you can't say for the culture because you're not part of the culture. <laughs> so, what would you do? You have any low lights for the year? What's your low lights? Would you share with us? Yeah, I mean, in a way, every morning is a low light because hmm. I I overanalyze a lot and I have a lot of uh, anxiety. I I I beat myself up a lot about not posting more because I hold back a lot of work due to like. I don't know. Sometimes I just like to let it sit for a while and I don't know why. But that can mean that I have days where I don't post a lot or at all. Is and it because I don't know if that disappoints people or not. Is it because you're in your you're in your own moment at the time where you're like just kind of like it's about you? And I and when I say about you it's about how you feel at the moment as opposed to what someone else feels. Yeah, that's probably a good way to look at it. Like, I started doing this and I do what I do for other people. Like, primarily I want to make work that matters to other people that they want. Mm -hmm. And I guess that sort of, like, doubt creeps in when it does become more about me. Like, I do often wonder what certain pictures will say about me. It's sometimes revealing, even though it's a portrait of other people, what the one that I choose out of like thousands, hundreds, hundreds thousands. or thousands. Yeah. yeah. Um, it but, says a lot. But I think ultimately what says anything is you. Hmm. Like, I feel like out of those hundreds of thousands of fucking thousands of hundreds of pictures, 
anything you put out. Anybody could have put it out. But when you put it out, it's going to be different than anybody else's shit. Because it's, it's coming from a different... It's coming from a lower level. That's what Chuck D said one time. <laughs> public enemy. He's, it's coming from a lower level. It's coming from... So it's like it's coming from a depth that it just can't be denied. And I think that's part of the gravitational pull. You know what I mean? Because like, that's where I'm coming from. Mm. I'm coming from the same place of like... and. I think, like, I, I've been bringing scheme up for, like, the last month or two or three. Because he said, yo, fuck being humble. Show everybody respect. And and then look for the respect in return. But you don't have to come with your fucking head down. You don't have to come, like, because you're not coming asking. You're coming like, yo, this is what I can offer. This is what's going on. You know, and just believing in, like, who you are is bigger than, it's, like, bigger than what you can do. And I think people will understand that. And I think that's what, that's in my opinion, that's what you have. You know, it's just like, you know, do you feel that way? It's so funny because people say that to me and I don't believe it because I know I'm not giving them everything that I can. Of course not. But even still... Like, this is one of the things I wanted to say for this year, 2018, the yeah. next year, this year. My shit this year was, I'm not trying to be the best that I could be. Because I know the best that I could be is always a motherfucking problem. I got to be better than what's up. I got to be, whoever they think is the best, I got to knock him the fuck out. Just so much, for me, not even for them, for me, to know like, yo, when I walk out the spot, it's smoke. And they're like, yo, who the fuck is, was he left something on the table that nobody else left? There was something there. You know what I mean? And that comes from like, yo, love, the love of the shit. What, why do you, what's the, it's the gravitational pull. Like you come from a deeper place that people love you beyond what you're doing. Like the, you got me on the roast masters the other night. Yeah. And you know I've been going through some shit recently, like within the last few days or whatever. So I needed it. But at the same time, there's like that nervousness of, oh shit, like my shit going to come out right? What do I got to say? What's going on? Like you said, and you came out even, uh, was it Christmas Day? You came out, we all hung out. You, Angel, we all hung out at the club, at the stand and we chilled, drunk. But then that night, it was just something that was like, yo, tsh- I gotta, I gotta just fucking say the shit, like, at least some of the shit that's really on my mind, throwing it out there, Hmm. to where when I did it, what was it, Uh, that was Monday, today, yesterday was Wednesday, so by the time I did some of the shit you heard on Wednesday, I had already did it on uh, Tuesday. That's crazy. So the night before, I was, like, talking about the shit I was going through. With my girl mm. and like going to the fucking hospital and just like, but I had already made like in my mind the shit that it translates to. And I said it on stage and it was like, yo, is he telling the fucking truth? Is this like real shit that he's talking about? Where it's like, y'all know, y'all my friends, so y'all know because I talked to y'all about the shit. Where it's like, it's just, I could, I, I told Dan, Dan was like, yo, what are you gonna do tonight? And I was like, yo, I'm gonna do this, this, and this, and this. But then when I got on stage, it was yeah, like, dude. 
all new stuff, and then he mixed a little bit in between, and I was just like, yo, Come on, what the? You know that's how Petey but I, but yo, I was just like, yo, I got him. Like... But every once in a while, he gets me where, like, he always says, yeah, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and he always, like, messes with it a little bit, but no, every once in a while, he just does. I've never seen someone never... write as fast as Petey. No, that's what I'm saying. Sometimes, no, but this was like, I don't know. But He really got me this time. I always get you, but listen. Yeah. The reason that I brought this up is because, like, I was par- I was making it parallel to what I feel like, or what I've, what I I I gotta say, feel and believe because it's about however you feel and believe. It's not about what I feel and believe. That's the 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 Becky uh, experience, I think. Because even like when I see people interact with you, it's the it's to the utmost respect. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it is. It can be fucking. The lowest fucking person to the highest person, and they all treat you like, yo, boom, this is it. Respect, dude. It's like fucking, and I know you're from Broken, so that's what I'm saying. When I see you <laughs> in the world, and I, we're on the same path. Like, when people fucking show me some love, that shit is the biggest thing. Like, I don't get paid for this shit. Like, yeah, fortunately, like, we'll get into 2017. 2017 was good for me. <laughs> Motherfuckers was paying me money in 2017 to tell jokes and to talk shit for a few minutes at a time. People was paying me, you know. Not I'm not making millions of dollars, but I'm I'm a I'm a local nigga. Like I just need a few dollars, a metro card, and a metro PCS bill, and I'm ready to go. Mm. So that when people just paying me money for the shit that I've been doing so long for free, you know what I'm saying? Like I remember when you did the white chocolate show for us, and I gave you I don't know it was like twenty bucks or something. And you were like I still have you it. like it's the first time somebody paid me to do. To, to take pictures. And I know you from taking pictures for like at least a year and a half. Yeah. So I'm like, yo. And not only that, your pictures are fucking hot compared to a lot of pictures. I only consider three photographers. This fucking Phil, Becky, Mindy. Yeah, for sure. And then no, I'm going to say There's my man Brody. I ain't going to throw my man because Brody be doing, you know, he do his thing too. There's other honorable mentions. There's honorable mentions, but like, I'm just saying. So like. When I see you in the world moving and then I see the respect that you garner, yeah, it, it feel make me feel good because I'm like, yo, that's my fucking homie. You know what I'm saying? Just working the same way we all trying to work our way up. Or just not even up, but like work our way into where we want to be at. You know what I'm saying? So that shit is fucking dope. Thank you. I don't know how to re- reply because it's so embarrassing. Like, I don't, I don't like it. I don't feel like I deserve it most of the time. You ha- all right. <laughs> it's cool because I know you, you know. That's the, the what part of Canada are you from? Kind of all over, but I guess Calgary. That's the Calgary in you. That's what I thought. Yeah. That's the Calgarithms. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what called the Calgarithms. <laughs> Yo, my year in review, my year was fucking good. 2017 was very good. I, um, a lot more highs than lows. I, uh, I got paid a lot for comedy. I traveled. I went to Cleveland. I went to D.C. I went to Boston. I went a few places. Um, I had a lot of lows. I feel like the lows that everybody has, like, you know, those those general lows. It's like general souls, but it's general lows. <laughs> Is that with the seeds? Yeah, it's called general lows. No, that's the sesame. That's the sesame lows. They okay. taste the same. Though. They taste the same, <laughs> though, but it's got a little more spice to it. Sesame is like, you feel really fucked up. But the general lows is like those moments when you're 
wondering if you're like my low lights were always moments where I was questioning if I was good enough. That was like, am I, what am I doing? Like the, the moments when you feel like you did something great. And then like two seconds later, you feel like, am I even fucking anything on the spectrum? Like I'm not nothing. Every time I go home, it's just like a long fucking road. It's like that fucking Tom Petty shit. You know what I mean? Where it's like, you just feel, you feel like, yo, what the fuck? I try hard, man. Like I, I try hard every time. Cause this is all I have. So then it's like, I remember one time, I was at a show and there were a bunch of comics on the show and the person that booked the show was one of those people that were like, I guess you could say a tastemaker type of person. And I knew everybody on the show was like someone that was already in the game or on, you know, on their way more than I was at least from, from the back, from the outside looking in. And then everybody on the show did I, right. And when I say I, I'm being generous. Like, they did terrible. They fucking stunk. All of them stunk. All of them stunk, literally. Like, I'm not even talking shit. They stunk. And then I went up, and the tastemaker was in the back of the room, and I went up, and you would have thought it was a whole new crowd. I'm getting applause breaks. People is just going fucking crazy for your boy. Right? And then I go to the back of this when I'm leaving, and the tastemaker's there. AKA the gatekeeper, they're there and they don't even acknowledge me. Like they don't even look at me on the way out. Like I'm just like, and they're fucking nestling all the people that stunk What? the whole fucking show up. And I got to leave that shit. And I'm like going home and I'm just like on the train and I'm like, damn, yo, they nestled without you. Yo, they nestle without, you know, I'm the nestle quick. I'm the quickest at the nestles. <laughs> Feathers are so fluffy. Son, I was fucking, I just bodied and I'm like, I just want a little fucking head nod, a, like a little something like a yo, yo, yo. Like, I just want a little something like at the end of juice, like, you got the juice now. Like, I just wanted a little and they, they ignored me, bro, and they made me go home. Not, they didn't make me go home, but like, I went home and I'm just like on the train and I'm like in my feelings. I might even cried a little bit, like, yo, why, 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 how come, man? Like, all of these years. Everything, I put everything that I have into this shit, like everything that I got, everything that's anything, I sacrifice everything. You know what I mean? Where it's like, some people just do this shit to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I do this shit like it's like, yo, my fucking mother. You just, yeah, you give up everything. Like, everybody, like, I just want to fucking do something worthwhile. And I know what it takes. Because I never tried to do it before, but I know now. So I'm like going home, boom, the next day, they're like, I get a phone call. Somebody like, yo, meet with me. They're like, yo, you got a manager? And I'm like, no. Because that was the other thing. I was feeling like I wasn't good enough. So I'm like, damn, I got a manager. Nobody's not even hollering at me, nothing, right? So the next day I go to the fucking, um, somebody hits me up. Yo, you got a manager? I'm like, nah. Yo, let's meet. Tomorrow we meet. And then... They're like, yo, they want to manage me. I'm like, oh, shit, you want to manage me? Boo, boo, boo. Nobody ever asked me. So now I'm like, all right, well, you know, let me see. Then I do a show that night at a spot that's like a so-called industry spot. So mm-hmm. I do this shit. I fucking, like, my homegirl snuck me on the show. She snuck me on on some, like, I don't even know why. Can we shout her out? Makala. She snuck me onto the fucking Soho house. Nice. Love and you, Makala. She snuck me onto the Soho house, right? 
And I fucking got them. Everybody on the show is pop. Same type of thing. Everybody's popping. Everybody's got at least some sort of rep. They in the game. And then they let me on. And when I tell you I fucking like. When, when I kicked down all of the pillars in the building. The roof came down. Like the people was like. Where the fuck did this. Who is this nigga signed to? Who is he signed to? Like this was something different than they ever fucking seen. Oh I, I may have And hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We got to get there. <laughs> And I went last, and I just like it was like, yo, they it was it was something. And then, so usually when I leave a show, when I get off, because it's that feeling that we have where it's like it's not that we don't feel like we're good enough, but it's just like we're not really in it. We just want to do what we do. So then I'm like, yo, I go to the back, <laughs> grab my shit. Everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah, good shit, good shit. And I'm like, Dan, Dan is there, and I'm like, yo, Dan, you ready? We're about to bounce. So Dan's like, yo. Yo, just wait like, just wait like 10 more minutes. Hang around 10 more minutes. Good. And I was like. You said no. I was like, I said no? You said no, I want to have a cigarette. I don't want to be in here anymore. And I, said, <laughs> I said, I said 10, 15 minutes, I promise you. Dan, that just is, wait. That is just the wait, most please. useful just thing you've wait. ever done. Please. Me and him became mad cooler <laughs> yeah. after that day. I don't know if you, did I tell you? Yeah. Yeah. So he's I like. I think it was just like a feeling. You didn't even have to say it. Like we both felt it, it was like, oh, okay. I mean, you, he's you like probably my angel. still would have got hit up if you left. But no, but no, he's my angel. Definitely he's my angel because that's like if you're, that's, you know how that's your angel? Yeah. Pause. That's my angel. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was mad. Hard pause. Hard pause. Was literally within like hard two pause. and a half minutes of standing there. No, not even two, like a minute. Like Three different motherfuckers uh, ran on. up to him. A few seconds, somebody rolled up on me and was like, yo, you got a manager? Talk to them for a few seconds. Somebody else roll up on me. Yo, you got a manager? Talk to them for a few seconds. And then while I looked away, somebody roll up. Yo, you got a manager? A couple people from a network came up to me. Yo, we've fucking talent coordinators and whoop, whoop, whoop. Here's this. And then after that day, I never gave a fuck about having a manager or agent again. (laughs) I said, fuck that shit. Because I know, I already knew I had something in me. I already knew because all I did was look back. And I stood back and I looked at what everybody else was doing. And I seen whatever. And I was like. That- Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science. With beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. They're not coming from where I'm going to come from. It's different. I, I study everything, like even the shit that I don't look at. I, I see the way other people react to it, and I go, I'm going to do something else. I'm not going to do, you know. I may have watched Patrice shit like maybe a few times. I don't even watch that shit because that's what everybody else is on. Mm. My shit is like it just got to come from 
Not that I don't respect him because he's one of the greatest of all time, of but it's got to come from something within you that that like you trying to. I don't even know what I'm trying to fucking do, but I know if the less I'm influenced by some shit, yeah, the more that I can be influenced from just the inside of myself. Like, yeah, for sure. I mean, even for me, like I don't, I don't reference a lot of photographers. I don't even look at a lot of art because I don't. I don't want to mess too much with what's naturally there. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many people overstudy fine arts and become clinical, even in the way that they describe what they're doing. It it stops becoming something that anybody can do would want to look at, mm. or even I don't know. But I think it isn't. <laughs> I think it's like the time. You're like life. that too, though. What? Like, I'll be like, oh, I saw something. And you're like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. He goes, I don't want to be, you don't want to be influenced. Yeah, of course. You're in your, it's the same thing. People get influenced too much by other people. That's but you two are the same way because you guys. Yeah, like I have, I have it. like maybe 10 singers that I'll listen to. And I, I almost <sighs> refuse to listen to anything else because I don't want any other style mm-hmm. coming in. That's, uh, that's what uh, Mr. Waves is like. He only listens to like 2002 hip hop or rap music. No, I don't even know who that is. But um, Wavis, Waves. Oh, Wavis, yeah, young. He Wavis. only listens to this. Yeah, he listens to old shit, but from a I'm certain the same year, way. Like, I listen to new shit, but I like to listen to old shit. All right, let me finish talking about my year. Keep it going. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> um. So that made me realize I don't give a fuck about managers and agents. And then I sat down with a couple of managers and was like, yo, I realized what I had and what I had was bigger than what they could fucking give me. Because what I need, I need the people that fuck with me, the people that love me, the people that listen to me, the people that ride out with me. All I need is them. I don't really need the fucking managers because they're going to give me the same opportunities that they give everybody else. And the thing that I can get is an influence over the people that fuck with me. Like, they can't give you that. Like, Comedy Central, these people, they can give you numbers and, like, fucking followers and all that shit. But I'm talking about the people that fuck with you, like, the influence. Yeah. Even if it's a thousand people, over 20 million people that don't fuck with you. That's I mean, a thousand people will support you. So And you already have that, so... But but most but before you think that you're good enough, like I didn't think I was good enough. So I was thinking like nobody even cared about what I was doing. And then when this way that I seen people fuck with me and then when they see me and then they started giving me. So I just knew it was just a matter that nobody didn't see me yet. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like nobody didn't see what I had to offer, but I knew it. But, you know, when you see like people fronting on you, like and you see people fucking with you and you like, come on, man, you in front on me. Well, like, like cuz they want to shut you down to some extent. Those comics that wouldn't uh not even nestle comics. with you not after even the com- show. Not even the comics the gatekeeper motherfuckers. The comics know what time it is. The motherfuckers know. The comics is not a problem. When they see they know what time it is, mm-hmm. they might not say it, but they know what time it is. They be like it's the people that's in charge that be front. Certain comics know. I don't agree that all comics know. All comics, no not all comics. A lot of comics. But there's those The comics that- that's in the mix know. Yeah. It's either you fucking with me or you a hater. There's no in between. Mm-hmm. There's no in between with Petey. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You fuck with me or you a hater. 
because your boy is for the culture. Your boy is for the people. Your boy is pure, just real, just like, I'm a fan of comedy. I'm not on some sucker shit. I'm not from their place. I'm not on their time. Like, So you need to find a manager that's like... I don't even need a manager no? because I'm not even... I probably need a manager when I'm making millions. Maybe not millions. Like, I'm making a, a few, you know, a nice amount of thousands. I'll probably holler at somebody like, yo, I need an account. And even then, I'll be like, yo... I need an accountant. Let me holler at my Jewish homie, Dad. I can't do math. Are you kidding? I'm talking about your pops, Dan T. My dad can't do math either. I'm talking about his accountant. <laughs> that could work. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? See how the yeah, I get to the root of the Jew. My 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 Judaism homies. Aren't you Sephardic? That's what I was about to say, <laughs> in case you didn't know. But so that happened. And then I fucking um I got tested. 2017 PD got tested. I wanted to, I had a gig in Boston. Shout out to Sam Ike. It was um his show. And I asked somebody to borrow their car. And they was like, yo, I couldn't for whatever reason. But they said it in a way that was like, yo, what do you mean? Like they tried to play me. Like someone that was like trying to fuck with me, like on some, yo, let me get down with the team. And I was like, yo, let me borrow your car. And he was like, nah. I was like, oh, word. But the way they said it, too, they said it like foul. I was like, all right. And old Petey would have heard a no and would have been like, yo, fuck that. I'm not going to. I just, I guess, I would have said, I guess it just ain't meant for me to go do the show in Boston for $100. But instead, I was like, yo, let me call my man, Sean O'Hagan. Shout out to Sean with the fucking Impala. What might have been a Malibu. I was like, yo, Sean. If I can get you some time, would you ride me up? Would you take me up to Boston or whatever? He was like, yeah. So I asked Sam. Sam was like, yeah, I can throw him on. He fucking drives me up. Boom. We get there. Sam goes over the lineup. He's like, yo, it's going to be this person, this person, Gary Goldman, this person, then you. And I'm like, Gary Goldman? Gary Goldman ain't going to be at this fucking bar show in Boston. I don't fucking know, right? Mm-hmm. Come to find out, I watched the first comic. My homie goes up. He's like the second comic. Then fucking Gary Goldman goes up, yo. And I'm like, yo, Gary Goldman's here. And he's doing some new shit and it's fucking killing. Mm. Gary Goldman, if you don't know, he's a fucking monster in comedy. He's a craftsman. He's a master. And then like, yeah, he's a comics comic. So then I'm watching him. He's killing. And then I go up like maybe one comic after him. And I do like an hour 24. Probably like, I don't even know if any of it was good. And then... But it was, a, and they were all like, yo, you did like an hour and a half. Like, it was like, yo, you set the Guinness Boston Book of World Records. And I was like, what? And then, so now me and Sean are going to drive back to New York. We go to Dunkin' Donuts, get a coffee, get in the car. And we're just bugging out like, yo, could you believe Gary Goldman was at the fucking show? And do, 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 do. And then I'm like, yeah, word, that was crazy. And then I pull out my phone. Fucking message from Gary Goldman. I don't even know Gary Goldman. This is a fucking message in my fucking from Facebook Messenger. And you know when you're not friends with someone, they be like, "Yo, would you accept?" I was like, well, "Gary Goldman, absolutely." And I got, and he's like, "Yo, I didn't get a chance. I had to leave a little early, but I caught most of your set." And like, he's like, "Yo, um, you mad funny?" He's like, "Yo, you have the it." And the fucking what you call those shit, the quotations. Yeah. He said, yo, you have the it. He's like, yo, if you're not in any clubs in the city, let me know. And I'll fucking 
vouch for you to get into any of the clubs or whatever. And then that shit made me be like, because I told you, I told you about it. And it was like, so him, but just him saying that made me feel like, yo, I'm good. Because all of the insecurities that I had before that time, even if, even if I don't get into none of the clubs that he said he can help me out with, the insecurities that I had before that moment all fucking went away. Because all you want to do sometimes, and it's hard because, like, sometimes I'll tell you that shit and I'll be hard on you, pause, and it's only because that's how I be on myself. Where it's like all I was looking for was for somebody to be like, yo, you got somebody that I respected to be like, yo, you fucking got this shit. You got something special because I know I have it. But when you don't have the acknowledgement for it, it starts being harder to fucking put up with, yo, I know I got this and nobody fucking recognizes. Mm. So it just kind of also makes me jealous or it makes me want to strive for that thing of like, yo, I, I want to get to the, like, I always preach that shit. Like, yo, who cares about what anybody fucking thinks? Cause I want to get to that level. Like I'm already confident, but I want to get to the, the supreme confidence of like, really, I'm really fucking shit up and like really, really meaning it and really being respected and loved with the amount of love that I give out. Like, I don't want to be one of those dudes that have no compassion in, in them, but they're like, Everybody fucking loves me. And you're like, nobody fucking loves you. You're a piece of shit. You don't even know how to fucking, like, listen to someone, you know? Well, people want you around because of the way you make them feel. Yeah. You know, like, you're a happy dude, even though you get on stage sometimes and talk about you make it, shit. You make a connection with people. A different kind of connection. That people fuck with you personally. It's just everything love. that you say. But it's love. That's all it is. It's love. It's like... Like the same shit you do. That's when me and me and Becky is like fucking double dragon, you know? <laughs> it's love. It's just like that thing of it's coming from a place of love because that's all we have left to offer. Yeah. I mean, and everything we can do outside of that is just an extra bonus of what we have to offer. Yeah. And I think also both of us are so appreciative to be around oh, super the huge. people that we are that it's just like it's the best day of your life every fucking day. Hell yeah. Huge. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> Sometimes people would be like, excuse me, I was telling Dan, the other day I was at this spot, at this club, and then, so I overheard a couple comics talking. Comics that are somewhat on already. And they were talking about like how they work at the club, and sometimes that shit feels like they're just clocking in, and they feel like it gets it gets stale after a while. And for me, I'm just a nigga off the street, so I'm like, nigga, I need to get in. I, <sighs> whatever shot I could get, man, I'm hungry. I don't guys never clocking in for me. If you gonna, <laughs> if you want me in here, I'm the lunchroom nigga, man. I'm here to fucking destroy. I'm here to just have fun, and I mean. I'm here to just have, like, make love and just show love with people, you know? So it's like, I don't never look at it like, or maybe, I don't know, maybe I haven't been doing it long enough or something. But anyway, so when the dudes is like, it's like clocking in and then the shit is not fun. They're like, yo, we want to do the shit that you do. Or not even it's like, they like, yo, the shit that you do is what's hot. When people say what's hot, they be like, you. Hmm. And that shit made me be like, damn, yo. It's like that grass is greener type of thing. 
And then I found myself being humble, like, nah, you know, my shit is all right because, you know, but but sometimes it'd be like, and then mm-hmm. I had to be like, nah, I'm bugging. My shit is always fly. You mean that? Yeah, my shit is wild <laughs> fly. I was trying to be all, you know, compassionate, but then I had to be like, yo, my shit is fly. You're right, son. Cause, but it made me also realize it's that thing, too, again, of, like, not worrying about, like, in my mind, sometimes that's the hard thing, too, because, like, I'm always looking for somebody to be like, I'm a comedian. I'm looking for people to laugh and instant gratification. I'm looking for people to really give it up when I do my thing. Like, I'm always looking for someone to be like, yo, you did your thing. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't probably matter, but I owe that because I'm from where I never got paid to do it. So I owe only payment I got is when a nigga say, yo, you was funny. That's my payment. So yeah. if I'm going out there. I need if I want to stand outside of the club and I want everybody to say, yo, you fucking represented. Why you didn't do more time? That's what I used to when I was doing check spots. They say, why you didn't? How come you was only up there for five minutes, six minutes? You was better than everybody else on the show. They was doing 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, leave a comment card. Get more time next time. They probably because of me, they took the comment <laughs> cards away because they was tired. <laughs> they said we ran out, man. We don't want the, but the fucking bus boy to be winning and shit. <laughs> You're and winning now, though. This is a great I'm year. I'm definitely winning. It was a great year, like I said. I, and it's not even about money, but the fact that you can get paid to do something that you've been doing so long for free and yeah. that people are fucking looking out. For free. Yeah, I would do this shit yeah. any day of the week. You're so doing this right now. A year ago, you weren't doing this. I wasn't doing this. And this was like something that I've been wanting to do, but people were just kind of like, after a while, you hear people saying, yo, you need to do this. Even with comedy, I remember I used to work at the store in the hood. Remember we talked about it? Mm-hmm. And then the shorty was like, yo, um, yo, you should be on TV. You mad funny. And I was mad, just random shit. And I was like, yo, you... I didn't think about it. Like, I was like, yeah, whatever. But then fast forward when I was like, you know what? When I started doing comedy, I'm like, I always remember her telling me that. Like, damn, she had already told me that. Like, she saw something that was in me. You know? Yeah. Which was kind of fucking lit. But that was like the last highlight, highlight. And the low life for me, like I said, it was just those levels of insecurity, uh, relationship shit. I had some rough relationship shit at the end of the year, mm. you know. Um, but I think leveling it out is just kind of like being like you think about your your purpose for being here, your passion. Like, I think that helps you through everything. Like, I'm like, yo... I'm fucking down. I'm like, really? I was in the fucking like pits the last few. Like, I'm just coming out of it and I'm still kind of in it a little bit. But I think realizing the thing that I think about the most is like living with my moms as a fucking grown ass man, realizing like, yo, your whole life you've just been fucking hanging on. You're like, you really got to fucking focus. You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, I got to fucking figure this shit out. Like, I got to do it for the, for myself, but also for the people that are believing in me on the way. Because my mom's ain't nothing. Like, the hope of the hood, like, my mom's is the fucking hood. Like, her fucking family, her friends, my family, my friends, where I'm from, that's the hood. So it's like, I see something that they might not necessarily see, which is, I got a fucking hope. And the more that I see myself doing it, the more I see them believing in me. Like, I went to D.C. this year. I had people from the Bronx drive to D.C. that don't ever even come to see me in fucking Manhattan. They heard I was at the Kennedy Center. I didn't even know what the Kennedy Center was. And <laughs> these niggas was like, yo, it's some bad. And then I went there. I'm like, oh, this shit is epic shit. Yo, this shit yeah. is like Lincoln Center or some yeah. shit. 
And I'm performing. I'm performing. I don't know the niggas at Lincoln Center. I mean, he said uh, the Kennedy Center. I'm not thinking. I'm like, I never even heard of this festival, DC festival. And then I go, and then people drove all the way from the fucking Bronx to see me, bro. And I was like, yo, this shit is crazy. You know, so you see that. Yo, people fucking believe the more that you think they, they see you. I don't even know. Like I said, I don't know. Like I tell people, I don't know what I'm doing, but I know that one thing I'm doing, I'm not fucking quitting. And I know that I have the thing of like, I got to do it for the, I got to do it for my people, for the community, for the culture, for the Beckys, for the angels, yeah, for the D-Robs, <laughs> for all of the people that believe, you know, like when you got people believing in you, like, well, we all believe in you. You know what I'm saying? Like, we all fucking believe in you. So it's like, you should feel like, yo, yeah, that's a little extra boost you got. Like, yo, my people got my back no matter what. Like, that's how I be feeling. Like, I feel like even people that don't even know, like, my man, like, I'll be like, yo, Angel said I could do it in my head. <laughs> even if he didn't say I could do it. I'd be like, I know he, cause he looked at me and he said, yo, you could do it. <laughs> you can do it. And I just feel like it's like a, it's an invisible boost, like, of just support and love and, that's what the holidays even made me realize, like, with the fucking, the shit I was going through with my girl, a fucking rough patch, mm. you know, where it was like, yo, my friends was there to really, and love was there to make me be like, word, we all right. There's someone there. There's someone that understands. There's someone that fucks with me. There's someone that's, like, willing to be with me to help me out and not being, you know, judgmental or whatever it is. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. I believe in you. I think sometimes we all believe in ourselves, but sometimes we have those shadows of the doubts and then we just need our friends, you know? So like, that's fortunate for me that I have somebody that believes in me even a little bit because I was telling him, sometimes we have friends that we think is our friends and they don't even fucking be there for us, bro. Like we just want to fucking, we don't want nothing out of them, bro. We don't want nothing. We don't want like, all we want is a fucking like, yo, what's up? Like, someone to fucking just, like, hug. You know what I mean? Someone to just give a head nod to laugh with. You know what I mean? We don't want money. We don't want fucking nothing. Like, it's just, like, a little bit of time. So, the people that are really fucking there, you know, that's one of the things, too. I think 2017 helped me realize it started out blurry. But the end of the fucking year made me realize, like, yo, the people that really count are the people... Like, they used to say this in my fucking, uh, in my mom's church. They used to say, the real friends show up at the showdown. You know what I'm saying? When it's time, when it's the fucking showdown, the f- real friends will show up. You know what I'm saying? Like, the fake friends, they know where to fucking be found. You talking about after the smoke clear, they wasn't even there before the smoke started. You know what I'm saying? So, like, the real friends are there from when the smoke starts, and they there from when the smoke fucking clears, man. Like, they show up, and... That's just, it made me realize that, like, people be like, oh, that's my man, that's my homegirl, that's my homie, and when 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 the littlest shit you need, it's not even no money, like, yo, I just need someone to fucking talk to, and they don't be there. You gotta, like, realize, <laughs> not that, you don't want to be feeling dependent, like, like, dependent on someone either, but still, if you have a friend, and you're like, yo, I'm going through something rough. Yeah. Like, I fucking hit you up. And we talked. I was like, yo, Becky. Yeah. You know? And then you were like, yo, come through. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm it. Yeah. And it was just took me away mentally from where I was at, which was kind of a dark place. So I think you got to, you know, I didn't understand that before. And I guess 
I did because that's why, like, a lot of times I'm lonely. It's because I do understand, like, you got to keep people around you that are, like, you know, that are on the same wavelength. Like, people that are fucking... Well, maybe some of your friends need your help, but you need to have friends that can support you, too. It might not be the same person. You know what I mean? True. Different friends for different reasons. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I mean, yeah, I agree. I agree. But, yeah, Cause you're, you, like, But sometimes I think I feel like I look for both. I look for both things. Mm. A lot of times, like, I look for everybody to be everything. Yeah. And I never really look at it like someone's good for one thing and not the other. I always just look at it like, yo, this person is good or not good. I think we get taught to think that way. Mm -hmm. But really, like, if you think that somebody in your life is fulfilling all your needs, it's most likely you're just, you're filling in the gaps, Mm. you know, Or, or you're seeing something that's not really there. Touche. So my question is, what do you want to do for 2018? Because it's technically coming out on the first. So let's do a goodbye and hello. So what do you want for 2018? What do you... 2018 is about to be one of the biggest years. Let's go from highlights and lowlights to Listen, man. (laughs) And I don't even want to say one of the biggest years because every year we live is a big year, man. And it only gets better because our trajectory is heading up. And you know why I use the word trajectory? It's because we're heading in the right trajectory. I would never use the word. (laughs) Listen, we fucking going to keep doing what we've been doing, but we're going to do it even better. We're going to do it even more. We're going to do it even more consistent. And we're just going to fucking do the best. We're going to be the best. We're not just going to do the best. We're going to be the best. You know what I'm saying? And that's just the fucking bottom line. Or you're going to find me on the side of the road with a fucking just laying there. Dead. Hope not. Nah, it's not going to happen. You probably find me on a six train before you find me on the side of the road. I ain't got no license. <laughs> Be dead on a six. Like, yo, man, thank you so much. Becky Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite bodega item you've only seen in New York City? I think I'm gonna have to cite the only item I haven't seen is hot fries, and they're they're pretty good. Hot fries. Hot fries. You've never seen them anywhere else but New York City. No. Right. Wasn't expecting that one. The hot fries. Chips. I thought You've that was a worldwide thing. I don't think so. You fucks with the hot fries? Who's that dude on the fucking cover? You know the dude that looks like he had with too many hot fries. Yeah, yeah, too many hot fries. The hat is over his face. Hmm. And he has the big nose. The cartoon. Hooligans. I feel like I'm describing myself sometimes. Bad joke. There we go. Um, <coughs> what's your favorite word and why? Hmm. I like lovely. Hmm. Lovely. Yeah. It makes people feel good. It feels good to say. Because you're, like, endeared to someone, kind of. That shit was lovely. Yeah. I like splendiferous. That's a good word. Splendiferous. Splendif. That shit was diferous. <laughs> splendiferous. Next cue. What would you do in the event of a zombie apocalypse? i try to befriend them and probably get eaten. Mm-hmm. And I would swoop down like, get off of her. 
I would say, get, 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 get up, get up. That was like 20 zombies I just knocked off. Get, 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 get. That's your power move? Get, 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 Because every time I go, get. You sound like designer. Look, when I say get, I just knock the zombie out. And then me and Angel at that point, we're going to form powers, Dominican and West Indian vibes. You know what I'm saying? And we're just going to be double dragging back to back. Get, 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 get off of us. <laughs> that would be our move. Get, 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 get off me. Get, Do we have designer get, get, on the show? Get, 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 get off me. That would be the best interview, you interviewing him as himself. What's the, what's the, what's the next question? The last cue. Last cue with a whole shoe. What would you tell your seventh grade self now? That you have to enjoy things while they're happening. Live in the moment. Yeah. You only get that time, really. Mm, that's deep. Can Come I ask on. a further question to that? Sure. How do you do that as much as you can as a photographer who's taking those moments? Can I can I double up on that question? Sure, but you might have to ask again. How can you... <laughs> How can you live in the moment as a photographer? What's the rest of that shit that you asked? As a photographer who has to take guys. the moments <laughs> but, after happening. All right, but on top of that, in general. Yeah. How do you do it in general? Because I feel like the in general is going to show us how you do it as a photographer. Like, you're right. It's it's. I think the answer is the same for both. You can feel like a magic thing happening in your work life. Like me, when I'm photographing you guys, I can sense when you're going to have a moment, when you're going to move on a punchline. Or if I'm really in tune to it, I can. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my goal, anyway. That's crazy. Uh, and in life, the same thing. Like, when you when you get an idea that's your idea you feel it it's it's like um but you can either you can either act on it or not and you you get like 15 seconds to decide usually mm. i think or else what or else you're like what you you're just fucking befuddled pa- it passes like if you if i have an idea for a drawing and i don't immediately go grab my notebook and do it it won't I, happen I I could try to think of it later, but it won't be the same thing. It won't matter. I feel like that's why all of your pictures are very, like, genuine. Because in the moment, you just quickly, like, no one expects it. You just pull out your camera, and you take the picture really quick, and then you're back in the conversation or wherever you are. Like, people don't even realize that you're doing it half the time. And I feel like that's why you get the coolest moments and, like, expressions. Because people don't even realize you're doing it. You just... Can I elaborate on that? Yes. So, I learned this lesson from a weird thing, the moon. Mm, that's not a weird thing. I went I went to a party, uh, like in the woods, and we had like a fire. And the moon was right above, and it was really beautiful through the trees. But like the moment passed because I was having fun, and I, I regretted it. So I went back like hours later in the middle of the night to go get the same shot. And of course the moon moves, but I was young and I didn't know this yet. So it wasn't the same thing. Hmm. And now like when I see something happening, I know I have to get it. 
because I won't be the same person and the world won't be the same. Because it keeps moving. Yeah. And also, like, those, like, hanging out with people and having fun and not always working, that's how you get the moments that matter. Because you, you can see it happening. Like, the light starts looking nice on people mm-hmm. and the conversation starts going well. People lean into each other. I seen you do that shit the other day. Me and Lewis was talking and you was like, I was like, oh, she about to get so fucked up because in my mind, I would have never known before, but I know her well enough now and I know what she does. So in my mind, I'm like, yo, she's about to get a sick shot of us talking. <laughs> like, we were just talking about, like we were just talking about some shit. I was like picking his brain and shit. Shout out to Lewis J. And I'm like picking his brain and I just see her stand there and like pull out her fucking phone or her camera, should I say. And I'm just like, yo, she's about to get the fly shit. But I had to like not act like I seen her. <laughs> he gave a nice help of the hood shout out this week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Sam. Shout out to Wavis, man. Yeah. Young Waverson. He's the best. Yeah, he's fucking. He like, like, he's like the bodega that won't go down to the major corporations. Because he knows how to give you, like, that extra butter roll. Yeah. The extra cup of tea. Yeah. He gives you shit on credit. Big, He's definitely got, like, a bodega cat or two. Yeah, absolutely. And those are his women. That's what he calls his women. Bodega cats. <laughs> 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 he calls his women bodega cats. Because they, the, they keep the store, you know, operational. Oh, this yo, this fucking episode two is sponsored by David's Check Cashin or Myrtle and Gates. They fucking bust a check open for me. I have my ex offender ID. And um they showed me love. Yo, we had fun. We talked about the Come Town podcast. Shout out to Come Town for paying me. Yeah. We talked about the fucking Come Town podcast. Some Fuck sisters yeah. was in there and they was like, Come Town, what's that about? You spell out C O M E? I said C U M. And they bust a check for me. They gave me this little key card thing. They was like, they got a few check cashing places in the Bronx, too. Because, you know, I'm not I'm too <laughs> legit to quit. Hey, hey. And I went all the way to the spot around my, my shorty old crib, my old shorty crib. Because I used to check, do the check cashing because they trusted me. But they didn't trust me today. So I had to go to David's. Shout out to David's, man. They trusted me for the first time. And now they're going to listen to Come Town. <laughs> no, they're going to look. Because I wrote down, hope they're going to listen to this. So shout out. Oh shit, Miriam! I think her name was. Shout out to Miriam, and shout out to Shorty with the two tongue rings, man. Follow me on Instagram, whoever you were, just because I want to see, like, see where the other Bronx locations of David's is for the check cashing. And then uh, <laughs> I shout you out were to everybody. Say the other ring no. no, 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 no. This but. is a, this is a family friendly show. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we're feeling good. But what's going on? Oh, you said first 2018. week, twenty eighteen. Oh shit, we got fucking better days comedy. That's the hottest who's on new the, who's show. Who's on this month? Hold on, who we got? Who, wait, got, wait, who'd you have last month? Last month, if people didn't had, hear about it. We had Rob Cantrell. We had fucking uh, Mike Britt. We had uh, Amina Amani. We had Christina Galston. We had my man Nori fucking Davis. We had me. So you know it was popping. Shout out to Kenny. Shout out to Cervante. Shout out to Rita. Shout out to motherfucking Oliver. Shout out to Jason. Shout out to everybody at Shout Better out to Days. that secret karaoke Ooh, booth. Ooh, shout out to Lion Babe. Shout out to 302 Broom Street. Better Day is comedy. Uh, this this year, starting this week, because it's going to come out on Monday. It is out because it's oh, Monday. Oh, yeah, this is out on Monday. This is out today. Yo, make sure you put this in the beginning. Of course. Yeah. 
Good, good, good. 1-3. One, 1-3. Three. One, three. Wednesday. Yo, so 1-3 Wednesday, better days, Broom, 302 Broom Street. Uh, right. Not a lot of seating, so get there early. There's fucking enough seating, bro. You relax, man. This I'm <laughs> saying I'm saying it's not a matchless <laughs> show where you can just walk in and stand. You yeah, got to yeah. get there to get yeah, there. Yeah, you got to get there to be comfy or See, to get a good I'm seat. I'm not being a dick. I'm being real. Yeah, but we got seats, man. Don't be acting like we some fucking closet shit, bro. There's grand pianos on stage, man. There's fucking fancy there cocktails. Like if you went, if you like y'all like that, you ever fucking drink they coffee with whiskey? With, they make the cappuccino drink. Dan, I can't Yo, believe you led with. There's no seats when there's a fucking grand piano. <laughs> it's on a stage. grand piano on stage. I'm saying <laughs> if you don't get there early, all the the nice seats get. There. And there's a VIP karaoke room in the front that most people walk by when they come in the joint because it's soundproof and you don't even know it's there. Then they got a fucking club in the basement in the joint. 302 Broom Street. God damn. And um, so the next one is going to be this week on the 3rd. After that, the next one after that is going to be the 17th. And the next one after that is going to be the 31st. Uh, the first show we got, I mean, uh, this show on the 3rd, we got uh, Ricky Velez, Damian Lemon. We got motherfucking Lawrence DeLoach. Who else we got? Dulce. 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 Sloan. And who else? Rel Battle. Oh shit, how I forget my man Rel Battle from Superior Donuts is in the building, man. You can catch that show on CBS. You know I gotta brag for my homies that's on TV doing their motherfucking thing thing because I'm doing my thing because I know them. So yes. And that show's gonna be lit. Other than that, uh what's today? Today's the first. Come to fucking Matchless tonight if you in Brooklyn. That was last night. No, the first, bro. This is the first. Yeah. We oh. we doing the show on Eve and the first. Oh, I heard yeah, they New weren't Year's doing Eve party. Yeah, no, but, but and we doing on the them. first too. Oh. So come come tonight too. Yeah. Cause this is gonna be after the happy fu- happy New Year's. Anybody got a fucking siren? All right. We got the we got the. Air horn, if you Let want me hear the air horn. Let me get an air horn, man. This is the fucking new year. Happy New Year's, everybody. 2018. This is it. Yo, if you were Yo, doing... If wait, you, wait, wait. You ready? Yes, we're ready. We're going to say goodbye to this. All right. We didn't need that one, but... Come let's on, see what we, Yeah, come on, Dave. It was already set to that, so I had to change it. Fucking and we're going into this. All right, let's go. Yeah, happy fucking... You know what I'm saying? 2018, man. Do that again. Yeah, 20... Fuck... <laughs> this is gonna be the biggest fucking year, man. Everything that made us happen and tw- happy in 2017, we're gonna do it even more. All the time. Everything that made us unhappy, we're gonna do it even less. So much less. And that's the only resolutions we fucking got, man. Cause we're we're here, we're remembering to be happy. Mm-hmm. More sharing, more caring. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yo, um, I'm looking forward to everything in 2018 with you guys. Thank you so much for supporting. Uh, make sure you go to hopeofthehood.com. Make sure you follow me, Hope of the Hood Podcast on Instagram, Twitter. Um, Just Hope of the Hood. Yeah, stop yelling. Oh, um, at Human Places. E's a three. At Human Places. E is a three. Yeah. We just tagged you on the IG. Thanks, man. And then uh, Angel Rodriguez will put his shit out there, even though he's anonymous, but we're going to put it out there anyway. He likes to stay in the background. I know, but we're going to put him out. We're going to rat on him. No, we're not going to rat. We'll keep <laughs> you on the low. We'll sign a disclaimer. 
<laughs> then we got my man Dan. Yo, thank you so much, Dan. You're a good friend, a pal, and a scholar. You're the man. Um, thank you, everybody that supported once again. We look forward to doing shit even better and bigger in 2018 with you guys. Uh, Pace. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 